بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يؤتي الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم إن لصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدساتها وكل مهدسة بداء وكل ضلالة بداء وكل بداء ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فما بعد My brothers and sisters we are on the last of the lectures on the <coughs> rights of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam on us as i mentioned and i remind myself and you again and again rights are tricky things because we will be questioned about them and rasulullah sallallahu said about the rights of people al huququl ibad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive unless the person concerned forgives. So if somebody's right has been transgressed, if we caused harm to anybody, whether it was material, physical, in terms of their reputation, emotional, whatever, then Allah will not forgive until that person forgives. And that is the reason why it's important to know what the rights of people are and to ensure that we fulfill those rights. Now obviously it goes without saying that among the rights of people, the number one is the messenger of Allah peace be upon him, Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whose rights come before and they supersede the rights of anyone else in our lives. And that is why we have been doing this series of khutab on the rights of Rasulullah so that we understand what these rights are and that we can fulfill them. The seventh right of Rasulullah is that his judgment, his rulings must be accepted in all matters without any resistance in the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran in Surah Al-Ahzab, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Wa ma kana li mu'minin wa la mu'minatin idha khadallahu wa rasooluh, إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ وَمَنْ يُعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ ضَلَالًا مُبِينًا 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means no believer, neither man nor woman, has a right when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa have decided on a matter to have any other choice, any other opinion in that matter at issue. And whoever disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger has gone astray into manifest error. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closed and shut all doors to personal opinions and differences when it comes to the decisions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in any matter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared that this is his, Jalla Jalaluhu, his ruling, to emphasize the position of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and to support his authority. This is not oppression or blind obedience, but the basic requirement of having accepted that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the messenger of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu and is guided by him in all matters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that very clearly where he said وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا يُوحَىٰ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means nor does he speak of his own desire. It is only a revelation that is inspired and revealed to him. Therefore, if Rasulullah rules in a matter, then that ruling is guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, anyone who accepts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his Rabb and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa as the Rasul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anyone who accepts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his creator, his sustainer, his maintainer, to whom is his return, and he accepts Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa as the messenger and the last and final of them after whom there is none other, then it is incumbent upon that person to understand that Rasulullah used to receive wahi, divine revelation, and therefore that person will automatically accept his rulings because he understands who Muhammad is. So this is not a sign of blind obedience, it's a sign of un- obedience with understanding. The one who does not obey is the one who is blind. Because he does not understand the fundamental principle of Islam, which is the declaration of faith, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. To accept the rulings of Rasulullah without question is logical, reasonable, and the sign of intelligence and faith. The two, which is intelligence and faith, are not mutually exclusive in Islam. It is possible to have faith and still be intelligent. In any situation, be it religion, your career, marriage, culture, yourself in terms of self-confidence or any other aspect of life, nothing can be achieved by those who are in perpetual doubt. A firm conviction that is free from doubt is the basis of all self-confidence. Dithering doubters are too caught up in their own to be or not to be arguments to ever make an impact or to take any decisive action in life. They lose all opportunities, often to those who are not as talented as they are, only because the other person is not wallowing in self-doubt. Islam does not prevent us from asking questions. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to think and reflect and to ask. But once that is done and we have satisfied ourselves, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us only those are successful who believed and thereafter didn't doubt. That is the question which we must therefore ask ourselves. Do I still have doubts 
about Allah? Do I still have doubts about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Do I still have doubts about the Quran? Do I still have doubts about meeting Allah subhanahu wa taala and about the hereafter? The answer is not academic. It's very fundamental and critical to our everlasting life. Let us see what our lives say about our faith, because when we meet Allah subhanahu wa taala, it is not our tongues which will speak, but our bodies and the body parts which will bear witness to what we made them do. So let us repent and change our lives and take the toxicity out of our lives right away. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Al yoma nakhtim wa ala afwahihim wa tukalimuna aidihim wa tashhadu arjuluhum bima kanu yaksibun." Allah said, "This day, which is the day of judgment, we shall seal up their mouths, and their hands will speak to us, and their legs will bear witness. Their legs will bear witness to what they used to earn." About those who came to faith and remained steadfast, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Inna al mu'minun al ladina amanu billahi wa rasulihi, thumma lam yartabu, wa jahadu bi amwalihim wa anfusihim fi sabilillah, ulaika humu sadiqun." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Only those who, only those are the believers who believed in Allah and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and afterward did not doubt." But they strive with their wealth and their lives for the cause of Allah. Those, they are the successful. They are the truthful. I suggest that we therefore settle these questions for ourselves. Are we going to die? Are we going to meet Allah? They look like dumb questions. They are not. They are very fundamental questions. So I suggest you sit in front of a mirror, look and look at yourself in the mirror in your eyes. And ask this question: Am I going to die? Will I be resurrected and meet Allah? Will I be called to account? If the answer is no, then do what you want. But if the answer is yes, then we have to think. And believe me, the reality does not depend on what we believe. The reality is real. What is to happen will happen. What the best I can do about that. Is to prepare myself for that, and I will only prepare myself for that if I believe it will happen, and that is why it is very clear and very important to settle for ourselves: Do I believe this stuff? My brothers and sisters, actions are the actual proof of belief, not words. Actions. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala therefore gave this order and said. وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا واتقوا الله إن الله شديد لقاب الله سبحانه وتعالى whatsoever the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives you take it and whatever he stops you from whatever he forbids you from abstain from it and fear the displeasure and punishment of Allah subhanahu wa taala verily Allah subhanahu wa taala is severe in punishment this is a blanket authority to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to rule anything he wished and an admonishment to us to accept it without question and this is evidence that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was divinely guided and that what he ruled and was based on revelation and therefore it is to be obeyed we call this wahi ghair matlu' which we know as the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now this was one of the many ways in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed and demonstrated and emphasized his trust 
in his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and ordered us to do likewise. And I already quoted for you the ayat of Surah Al-Najm, "Wama yantiquani al-hawa in huwa illa wahyun yuha," where Allah subhanahu wa taala says He does not speak of His own volition; He says only that which has been revealed to Him. Allah subhanahu wa taala ordered us, therefore, to unquestioningly accept His rulings in all matters. and he promised to punish those who don't finally in one of the most powerful ayat of the quran allah subhanahu wa taala took an oath by himself and said that the condition of being and remaining muslim is to accept the rulings of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam not only without question but without even any doubt in the heart with complete submission in the heart allah subhanahu wa taala said fala wa rabbik this is the the fa of the uh, of the of the uh, of the of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking the oath so uh, ba and fa are used for this fala wa rabbika la yu'minuna hatta yuhakkimuka fi ma shajara bainahum thumma la yajidu fi anfusihim harajan mimma qadayta wa yusallimu taslima but no by your rabb they shall not be deemed to be believers unless they accept you o muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam as the judge in their disputes and then they do not find anything adverse in their hearts about what you decide and surrender to it in complete submission it must be noted that though the usual rule in islam is that you are not culpable until you speak or act we are not punishable and questionable in terms of our thoughts and our feelings but in the case of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his decisions allah subhanahu wa taala changed that law and allah says that not only must you not speak against them not only must you not act against them but you must not even think against them and you must not even feel against them and allah took an oath by himself and said if somebody does that that person is not a muslim but that is how serious it is and therefore it is so important for us to understand who muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is and was and what his rights are upon us aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullahi li wa lakum wa li sa'ir almuslimin fastaghfiru innahu huwal ghafurur rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد my brothers and sisters i Uh, remind myself and you that this importance on the feeling and the thought why did allah emphasize this because feelings are the basis of actions and actions get results in this life and next and that is why congruence between thought and emotion and speech and action is critical to success lack of congruence can be confusion or it can be hypocrisy and always results in a loss of credibility and trust credibility falls through the gap between talk and walk congruence begins with clarity of belief 
which is thought and feeling and show the emphasis on getting that clear with respect to the decisions and rulings of Rasulullah If a Muslim continues to doubt and resent something that Rasulullah ruled, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared an oath and he took an oath by himself and declared that such people are lacking in faith. Now what can be more serious than that? This is the reason it's important and necessary to learn about Rasulullah and his rights on us because quite literally it spells the difference between Iman and Kufr. Rasulullah was the first standard bearer of Islam. We, his Ummah, have the responsibility to carry that standard of Islam forward in the world and show people how the way of Islam will lead to a society which is based on personal and collective accountability to the one from whom nothing is hidden. A society where justice, compassion and mercy are the three foundational principles on which is built the architecture of a society that treasures equality, kindness, contribution and standing up for the rights of others, especially the voiceless and the less powerful, to stand against injustice and oppression even when those may not affect them directly. That is the, the, the picture of a true Islamic society. This is the crying need of the hour in our world where it's all about power and delivering to the to delivering what the billionaires want politicians will deal with the devil himself if they if they need to democracy and human rights are window dressing as is climate change and global warming and so on they talk about this stuff but they do nothing to stop wars to stop burning fossil fuels to eliminate poverty nothing is done we just talk about that we are standing on top of Seneca's cliff and we seem to be on the way down. We have been raised far too long on concepts of conquering and exploiting and using the earth and its inhabitants to our advantage without giving anything back. That doesn't work. This is not Islam. We need drastic action, which is to change the way we think. Thanks to how we have been raised with our desires as the supreme being to which everything else, including our lives, are subservient. We live in a world which is based on lies to the extent that there is a total breakdown of trust in society. If you don't believe me, let me ask you a question. Whose word do you trust? Whose word in society? Political leaders, the President of the United States, the General, the, the general Secretary of the, of the United Nations, the president of China, who maybe some, some people, you know, believe him. Eh? Who do you believe? Your religious leaders? Your imam? Me? Your father? Your mother? Who do you believe without question? The answer is for most people, none of them. We have completely lost trust in all systems in society. There's a big price for this. Why is trust important? Political philosopher Hannah Arendt spelt out the consequences of this institutionalization of lies. She says, if, she says, if everybody lies to you, the consequences is not that you believe the lies, but rather that nobody believes anyone or anything anymore. And a people that no longer believe anything cannot make up their mind. Such people are deprived not only of the capacity to act, but also of the capacity to think and to judge. And with such people, you can do what you please. 
So there is an agenda behind promoting a society of lies. Take, take for example, advertising. One of the greatest uh, executives, presidents of one of the one of the most, I'm, I'm deliberately not mentioning names, one of the biggest, most famous ad, ad agencies, when he got the, the most coveted award, you know what he said in, in his opening speech? He said, I love telling lies. He said, I absolutely love telling lies. And we come from a basis where Rasulullah said, Allah will give Jannah to the one who does not lie even as a joke. Forget about telling a lie, lie. He said, even as a joke. Don't even tell a lie even as a joke. Two diametric opposites. Take the ongoing confusion about COVID, for example, and vaccines as a case in point. After suffering for three years and over two million deaths, we still cannot decide if COVID is real. Yes or no? If vaccine, we can't decide if vaccines are effective. And that if we should wear and mandate masks. It's like a war zone. Quite literally. People are willing to kill each other for this. And the truth, whatever that is, is hidden in this fog of passions. The same distrust applies to our attitude about climate change and global warming and mass extinction. And somehow we think we are not included. We are included. Issues which are critical to say the least. We don't know what to believe and we don't know who to believe. And so we do nothing worthwhile or effective. Islam changes and reboots our system to the truth and to the reality of worshipping not our desires but our creator. Remembering that one day we will answer to him for all that we did or chose not to do. On that day we will not be asked what happened. We will be asked what did you do? To quickly recap, in conclusion, the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu on his ummah are seven. Adab wal ihtiram, an attitude of utmost respect and honor. Ita'at, to obey him without question. Itiba, to follow and emulate him in every aspect of life. Muhabbat, to love him above all and everyone else. Ahlul bayt, to honor and respect his family above everyone and everyone else. Nusrat, to help him in every way, to help the message of his deen and to accept his judgment in all matters without any resistance, which is the last one. The rights of Rasulullah as I mentioned to you, supersede the rights of all other people on us and they are the first of the hukukul ibad that we will be questioned about. And therefore it is very important for us to learn this from the seerah of Rasulullah Now brothers and sisters, I constantly emphasize this and I emphasize it once more. It is so critical to learn who the Prophet of Islam was. And the way to do that is to learn his seerah, to, to, to read his biography, to study his biography, not just read it. To study his biography with the intention of trying to emulate him in our lives. In the words of Alphonse de Lamartine, uh, the French historian, in his book called The History of Turkey, he says, and I quote, If greatness of purpose, if greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and astonishing results, three things, if greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and astonishing results, are the three criteria of human genius, 
who would dare compare any great man in history with Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? And this is said by Alphonse de Lamartine, the French historian, in his book History of Turkey. Among other things, Alphonse de, Mar uh, Alphonse de Lamartine is not known to be a friend of Islam and Muslims. He was highly, highly critical. And that is why his praise is highly credible. I want to conclude by saying that it was the responsibility of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, to not simply talk about Islam, but to practice it and demonstrate its beauty by personal example. His ability to create demonstrable models of Islamic life which clearly showed the beauty of the Islamic way is what led to the spread of Islam in the world. It was his students, the Sahaba, his companions who took these lessons where they learnt, which they learnt at his feet and spread them in the known world of their time. Islam spread by the winning of hearts. And that is our task, to win the hearts of people. It is that responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to us the Ummah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and grace. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you and to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you and help you in every way. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you in ways that you cannot imagine, from sources that you cannot imagine. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of you in his path and to ensure and make you do things that, uh, that please him and to help you to stand up against all oppression, against all kinds of discrimination, against all kinds of uh, cruelty in the world and stand for justice and stand for mercy and stand for people who have, who do not have the power to stand for themselves. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار يا هيو يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كل لا اله الا انت امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عضو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام